Rifling through those long boxes. It's gotta be here, it's gotta be here, it's gotta be here. Aha! Here it is! And bagging those books. I'm out of bags and boards again? Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. The Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Parker Kirk, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello there, guys, and welcome back to the Cosmic Force Podcast, episode 69. My name is Parker Kirk, and it is San Diego Comic-Con, the first episode that we are recording after the events that happened there. We had a few cover reveals. We had a few interesting things take place. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to uh, to talk about it. Me, myself, Parker Kirk, you know, I already introduced myself, but I'm also da- joined by my two dashing co-hosts, the other side of my screen right there. It's, uh, Caleb, Caleb, how you been, man? Doing great. I'm glad to be back. We got some pretty, some mildly exciting uh, San Diego news. We won't be able to, you know, stretch it out across the whole episode, but we got a couple other fun tidbits and nuggets to dive into here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jacob, how you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I am almost, I think this is actually, I believe, the last episode I'll be recording in the, you know, ever scenic hotel room. So, you know, excited to move back to my regular life um away from the undisclosed hyper rural location i've been this summer but uh yeah no it's been good uh, yeah no it's like it's the like midwest <laughs> it's like you're getting out of the Sarlacc pit and you're like going back much, yeah no head. it's me at the beginning of book of boba fett crawling my way out yeah um no armor unfortunately but hey, now that, you now that, that came up and randomly we get to talk about that for a second because i i sidetracked uh the have you seen the whole with the pat oswalt describing that oh yeah yeah from uh, mm. parks and rec yeah. or is it parks and rec it's parks and rec that's what it is well it was pat and oswalt but yes he was in parks and rec when he does his filibuster of the Yes, I think it was the episode, his episode nine pitch. I think because I think it was before the Force Awakens came out. Yep. Yeah. No, he's like, and Boba's hand reaches out <laughs> of the gnarled remains of the Sarlacc pit, or something like that. The fact that they did that, like shot for shot, in the Boba Fett show, that uh, that made me. You kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't like like how else are you going to show? They're not going to show him like striding out, walking out, that sort of thing like yo well that was the easiest thing like you have to do the dramatic like you know terminator like handout sort of thing yeah 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 100 percent, 100 uh so uh glad to hear you guys are doing well before we uh move on i just want to welcome everybody back to the cosmic force we are a star wars comics podcast coming to you from the utini podcast network uh and we are uh, we're really excited to get into basically all the things that happened over San Diego Comic-Con. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you, you can subscribe to Utini right here on YouTube. You can also subscribe to the podcast feed on the podcast platform of your choice, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. But if you see everything here and you like what you see and you want to contribute or support us in any way, the easiest way for you to do that is to do that at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows. That includes an MCU podcast, that includes Star Wars Archives, The Living Force, of course, and then uh, the Cosmic Force and Legends Look Back. So um, anyway, now that we've talked about that, I'm wearing my Celtic shirt because uh, we signed Jalen Brown to the most you know, lucrative contract in NBA history. And I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, I hope he learns how to dribble with his left hand. I, I, I don't, I do not watch the NBA, but that, I know that's the meme. So 
Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, it becomes a meme when Ben Shapiro calls you out on Twitter about it. Oh, God. So I don't know if anybody's right, uh, Maybe I don't want to be on that side of things. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, like, Jacob, you're in your full uh, hurricane skier there. Yeah, we, we, we signed Sebastian Ajo to an eight-year, like, $9 million a year deal today, so... Hockey has me depressed right now because Patrice Bergeron just retired and the Bruins yeah. have to say goodbye to him. After he's like, it's, the, my, the my entire child, I kind of like <laughs> my entire childhood of like the most influential athletes that I grew up watching between guys like, uh, like David Ortiz on the Red Sox, Paul Pierce on the Celtics, the whole, the big three, the big four on the Celtics. And then like Patrice Bergeron leaving now. And then I already had to say goodbye to Char. Like, it's just been a rough few years, and I'm starting to feel really old, like yeah. as a sports fan. I uh, see. I like went through that phase a, a while back because my like growing up, my like you know, I had. I mean, when I was a kid, Reggie Miller was on like the kind of the tail end of his career, but that was like a big thing. I think he retired when I was like probably seven. Uh, yeah, and then Peyton Manning, obviously, not uh, that far later, you know, left the Colts. So I, I my like. I, those were like the tent poles of Indianapolis sports, and they 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 left me very early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now and now uh, Pat McAfee's no longer a solo operation. Now he's ESPN. So Indianapolis sports are going through it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I have I have to. Uh, when you start talking sports, I have to put my obligatory uh, you know Braves hat on. <laughs> one, oh, I, I don't know why you're wearing a Braves says- hat right now because the Red Sox just beat the Braves last night, and they're playing them right now as we speak. It's literally on my phone on my desk. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Who's up? <laughs> Uh, I think it's zero zero. Hopefully, I have like I my one well, of my dear coworkers. He's a he, you know he's a Mets fan, so I he, like he's uh, he's in a rough time right now. I feel bad for him. Not <laughs> uh, I just want all of the podcast viewers to know how much it takes for a nationally televised Red Sox game to be on, and Brian Bayo is pitching, and I'm currently reporting a podcast instead of watching. So just know that that's how in this I am. I'm in it mm. for the long haul. Um, good, <laughs> but good. Uh, Good stuff there. Good stuff there, guys. Now let's talk about the stuff that people are probably here to listen to listen to us talk about. Uh San Diego Comic Con just happened, and that's like kind of a big deal. Uh there wasn't like a, a ton of Star Wars comics news, but like there wasn't no Star Wars comics news. Yeah, we're kind of in an interesting spot where we're just like be like right before a storm. Uh, pun intended of, of content is coming with like the high Republic phase three. So like, there's not, <laughs> there's not that much to reveal. Like we know what's coming for uh, almost the rest of the calendar year, as far as comics and books and stuff like that go. So, I mean, we really, yeah, I was mainly, mainly cover reveals. Uh, we got some like interior art uh, from a few things, but it was, it was pretty relaxed San Diego comic-con. You also have to, consider that we're not that far removed still from london celebration so right uh yeah but uh, i mean we'll, we'll get into it a little bit but we got a few cover design uh reveals for the higher public and i think they look pretty great yeah no they were they were sick um so the high republic being like would you consider that to be like not the flagship like i know obviously there's other series coming out right now but i feel like that's the one everybody's into so to see covers of those that was pretty cool yeah i mean it depends on who you talk to i like yeah regard i think like the corner of the fan base i'm in you know they they are very much into the higher public um i think people still get excited a good amount mm-hmm. for uh like the main like the main timeline event series um and we got another one of those coming up right very fast um 
and yeah but then you have like the things like darth vader is still like the best-selling comic book so like it, it just kind of depends on who you're talking about talking to about these kinds of things okay yeah no i and later on we're going to get into vader black white and red so i don't and, and like obviously there's other stuff going on i just feel like <laughs> in, at least in the utini like slack that's the one that always gets like everybody all riled up is we're just, uh, the high republic yeah we're just like you know it's we're very close to phase three at this point i think yeah. the first I mean, the first comics start to come out. It's sort of pre, like pre Phase Three, but that's coming out. I think next month with Shadows of Starlight is the first issue. Already next and month, and then or maybe it's September. Um, it's either some. It, it's soon. Um, and then okay. the first novel is Eye of uh, is it Eye of Darkness. I can't. Remember. The yeah, George Mann one. With, that's, that's November. With oh yeah, with God. with hunk uh jack martian row <laughs> on the cover the most attractive star wars character i've ever seen i don't know um but yeah no i'm excited uh phase three so uh i did this with phase one where i like mm -hmm. just binged it all as soon as phase two was right around the corner so i think it's time for me to do phase two now that phase three is right around the corner i stink at waiting um mm -hmm. so i i do better when i like the netflix approach where it's like i you just knock it all out i it's just all knock it all out. at once yeah i think that's that's pretty exciting a pretty exciting um opportunity i guess for phase two because i i know a lot of people their main issue was just like things being delayed or storylines being stretched out partially because of delays but also partially yeah. just because of like how things were paced where you have the battle of jetta starting in like last November and wrapping through all the way to mm, like three months ago. So yeah. like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, I was it kind I was of, going through. Oh. yeah, but yeah. I was like, maybe having like a condensed, like reading schedule will help with that. Um, Cause there are some great stories. Um, so it's just some of the like behind the scenes publishing kind of things that got in the way of the phase for a lot of people. 100%. Yeah. I'm, I made it like halfway through phase two. Like my last book was like the one I listened to was uh, battle of Jetta. I just mm -hmm. haven't gone back through. I haven't like picked up any of the other books, but like the first ones were pretty good by everyone I've talked to, especially here on the team. I said, Oh yeah, the, the last half is actually really good. It's when it finally wraps up and all the, uh, it all starts to add together. So I'm excited to finally get into that, but that'll be a couple of weeks before I pick that back up. I think. Yeah, like the okay. last two books, like Cataclysm, or it's not, I hate the, I hate that they have two books so similarly named, yep. Cataclysm, the Higher Republic book, and uh, Path of Vengeance. I think most people consider those to be the best two books out of the phase. Okay. So okay. It, 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 it ramps up. I'm excited so. about that. I started Path of Deceit, which uh, I, I started it, and by started, I mean I listened to the first 15 mm -hmm. minutes uh a few days ago so i i've started my binge and hopefully maybe even by the next by the next time we record I, I i could be either very deep in in phase two or or who knows maybe i'll be done um i caught a lot of flack in uh in the utini <laughs> channels about how fast i listened to, to books Corey oh, yeah, almost fired me yeah well i mean i i know people online in the star wars fandom that do 3x so yeah. i mean it could be worse I, I talk fast as it is, so I think I'm able. I don't know if that's like something. I don't know if that should be something we continue to encourage here, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah I talk too much. It is what it is. That's why. That's why I'm on a podcast. I'm literally yeah. doing. I'm just like, hey, I need a forum to go talk. 
go talk a lot. Um, but since we're talking about that, uh, things were re- like, what have you guys been reading lately? Like since the last time we recorded, like even outside of Star Wars, what, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Caleb, what are you? Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I, as I talked about, like I think last time we talked, I finished off book two of the uh, Mistborn. I'm doing n- the n- next book. I'm doing. I'm not sure if I wholeheartedly recommend it, but I'm having fun with it. It's called Dungeon Crawler Carl. Hmm. It's really okay. dumb. It's really dumb. It's about you know, humanity gets uh, attacked by essentially wiped out by aliens, but they turn the entirety inside of the Earth into a massive like 18 floor like video game dungeon. And then, like, he, the farther you go down, the better rewards you get. You know, you have, you know, it's it's really dumb. If you've ever watched anything like Sword Art Online or any of those other sort of, like, you know, um, you know, lit RPG sort of things, it's it's that. But that's one of my good friends described it. It's like junk food. It's like literary junk yeah. food. It's like, you know, it's tasty. It goes down easy. It's just like 10 hours for the first book. It's it. It's not very smart. Like you're, you're not. It's not like high fiction where like, oh man, all these characters are have super in depth motivations. But it's fun. It's dumb. You know, he blows up a lot of things with goblin uh, TNT, and that's a lot of fun. So yeah, that that's funny. So the way the way you described the fact that it's like sweet and easy, and go, sweet and goes down easy is. So I caught a lot of flack when I was in like middle school and high, even still into high school because I was still reading like. Uh, remember the Diary of a Wimpy Kid books? Yes. So I read those pretty like until I was pretty old, but it was because I used them like as palate cleansers. So as I was making my way through like the Air the Inheritance Cycle, the Aragon series, uh, and like other like fantasy stuff with a lot of names and a lot of characters, I would read like a Diary of a Wimpy Kid in between. It would take me like a day, and it would just be like like a break from my brain. And, That's exactly. Uh, I said, like, after, like, all 30, 40 hours of the, uh, of, of Mistborn book two, I'm like, you know, let's do something dumb. Let's do something yeah, like very it. light. I like that. Jacob, what have you been up to? I think I talked about this last time. I'm still reading Archive Undying. Uh, I'm, mm. I, like, basically didn't touch it for, like, the majority of the past two weeks, and then the past couple days I've read, like, a good, like, hundred pages. Uh, nice. I'm really loving it. It's starting to pick up now. Um, it's, like, I'm excited because it's a really good book and it just um, their writing style. It, it takes a while. Like I'm normally a very fast reader, Uh, like Mm -hmm. me reading a book. It's not so much like I take a long time to get through it. It's if it takes time, it's me trying to find times to sit down and actually read it. Cause when I do sit down, I'm going to blaze through things. Their writing style um, is, it's a good thing because like, I want to enjoy it more. It makes me read much more slowly just with like, though how they write um but it's like i also like i want to enjoy i want to take my time but i also want to like get to the next thing because inquisitor rise of the red blade came out and i have not opened it yet um so you know i have it right up here waiting for me when uh when i am done with archive and dying but uh yeah no i've been really loving that book though I'm excited about Rise of the Red Blade. Uh, I made the review video for it that's up on the Utini mm-hmm. YouTube channel right now. If you want to go, you can like and subscribe and comment and leave us all of your tasty thoughts about, about that book. Um, and the, you, it's one of the first books in a while to get a grade of Incredible from uh, the mm-hmm. Utini review team. So I And also, I just love Inquisitors in general. I'm a real sucker for – it's like got everything in it that I – that I like in a Star Wars book, which yeah. is like prequel era. Love the prequel era. Uh, someone turning to the dark side. I love Inquisitors in general. So like, 
that book's got a lot in it for me and I'm excited to tackle that. Yeah. There's one other thing that it's not happening soon, but I'm, I'm afraid it is sneaking my way onto my TBR. Another non-Star Wars thing. And that is one piece. I feel like I'm being influenced, um, from like my TikTok algorithm, my for you page, some of the stuff I see on Twitter. I'm like, this looks pretty good. It's, I don't think it, I have the patience for the for the uh, anime, but like, I don't be like my TBR stack as it stands right now is way too big. So don't expect anytime soon. But there's a decent chance I would say within the next like I don't know like six months I'm gonna be coming for One Piece recommendations. Well, here's the great thing is there's short issues too. So like you know yeah. in between like breaks you can just read like you know put 15 minutes in there and get like three two three chapters into it. So yeah, yeah. It, it's great. I think it does a really good job of being that like palate cleanser that we were just talking about a little bit ago. Mm. You can read whatever you want and maybe read a volume of, of one piece. And yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's good. I, w- I just watched a couple episodes over my lunch break today. So, and to mm. compare it to star Wars, it's also nice because like it's been set like arc. So even though there's like yeah. you know, a thousand plus chapters, like you don't have to read all thousand chapters to get like the story. Like it, you just read 50 chapters and like, Oh, that was the finish of the arc. You know. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I, I I'm a big fan of the way that it's it's so definitively broken up. Because sometimes you run into animes like or or manga, I should say, where like you arcs are pretty well defined in a manga. Um, but sometimes you get ones that are more jumpy between two different storylines. Like two arcs will be just variation or uh varying between two different major storylines. Mm-hmm. These are almost like completely independent, at least in my experience so far. And I'm only on Whiskey Peak right now, so. Not very. Yeah. And you, you are about to really kid it off. It, it's it's about to get great. They just got to the grand line. Like I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> um, well, or, I'm or, really... or Jacob, you could just wait until the live action show comes out at the end of. Uh, you know, sure from what I've seen, that seems like anybody. a bad idea. <laughs> I'm sure, that's not going to disappoint anybody. Exactly. All of those live action adaptations have had universal acclaim. So exactly yeah, Bebop, you, like Demon Slayer attack. Uh, all these are great yeah. live action shows. Like everyone, uh, like they all, they, everyone hat feels about them the same way. Yep. Yep. They happened. They happened. The death note one was happened. All right. So uh, I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys had such a good time reading over the last couple of weeks. Um, I've done a little bit of reading too. Uh, and I think this is going to kind of be something we spend a little bit of time on. I want, I want, I want some advice from you guys. Um, so over the last couple of weeks, I finally finished Jade War, and I think I mentioned it on the last show that I was about to finish it. It was fantastic. It's amazing. I went ahead and and acquired. I I, I bought the uh, uh, the third book in that trilogy, Jade Legacy. I'll keep you guys posted. I haven't started it yet, but it, it, from what I hear, it's the best one out of the trilogy, okay. and they, they, the first two have only gotten better so far. So I'm excited about that. I also. As far as comics go, I didn't read any Star Wars comics, but I did something I've never done before, um, and I read DC comics, and I read okay. Batman because I I've read you know one season I read Batman Year One that was the only Batman mm-hmm. I ever okay. read, um, but I read Court of Owls, and Ooh, wow, okay. like that was fantastic. Scott Snyder, holy cow, man! Um, so I spent a little bit of time going through and like the art in it's it's funny so i've I brought this up before how i'm a, like mostly a, a spider-man reader mm-hmm. uh and i've read a whole bunch of spider-man and so moving from the art style the presentation the writing style and stuff like that of spider-man and diving into batman uh it's 
it's like blue pill versus red pill. Like it is very, very different. Uh, the tone being so dark, the dialogue being pretty heavy. Like it's uh, like a lot of Batman is pretty dialogue heavy and they do it. Scott Snyder has done a really good job uh, during, during this particular arc of, of showing like Batman, the detective. And like, it's really, there's a, amazing action scenes and stuff but like God, mm-hmm. the, the writing and the dialogue is so incredible. So I had a really good time with that. And I think the next Batman arc, um, I'm going to move to is going to be, I might just read the killing joke just to do it. Um, because I've heard it's really, I saw the movie, but apparently the movie is like, doesn't really do the comic justice, um, because of how much they couldn't show on screen. Um, and then well, also, I, I think they changed a lot of the plot points there. added. Yeah, well, yeah, because they couldn't, from what I understand, it's because they couldn't show on screen the stuff that actually happened. Um, but I'm excited about that. It's pretty gritty and dark compared to all the Spider-Man I'm used to. Um, but, what I was getting at earlier when I said I need you guys help is Star Wars mm-hmm. comics. So I've yes. told you guys before I've read, you know, Darth Vader 17. Um, I've read the Lando miniseries. Obviously, we're going to get into it a little bit. I just finished the Vader Black, White and Red. Um, what I what do I where do I go next? Like I do I start Afra? Do I do I finish where I'm at with? Va- oh, my God. Oh, I have a list. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I okay because yeah so we've been talking a little behind the scenes about like you know it's been great talking about Yoda it's been great talking about black white and red eventually we're gonna need Parker to talk with us about some other comics coming out currently that uh are series that you know we'll have to we'll have to work our way to them so I made a list and I think it's going to be a little controversial to it's it is a catch-up uh that I think honestly anyone can use I um but it's a catch-up list to get you to kind of, kind of, you know, get you to the dark droids, the where we are right now of Star okay. Wars. Uh, and I'm interested to hear Caleb's thoughts on this because I do think um, it's not going like I made a controversial decision. We'll get to it. I will post this list in Discord uh, okay. if you want to join our Discord, and I'll post this list in Slack, obviously for Parker's uh, favor. We're starting off the reading order with Vader 2015. I don't think that's the hottest take okay um uh this uh, while it is 25 issues i believe um there's a crossover with uh the star wars series called vader down uh i recommend reading that okay um and then i also recommend after that reading the first dr Affer series the dr Affer series picks up more or less where the vader one lets Mm -hmm. lets off it kind of honestly is like a weird sequel situation where uh afra is in the vader comic she leaves and then she does her own thing in this series this includes also a crossover with the star wars series called screaming citadel recommend that and the whole 25th or the whole like post a new hope pre empire strikes back era is capped off with a one shot called empire ascendant that kind of like is here's all the characters as like they're basically going to hoth kind of type in the timeline Mm -hmm. i recommend reading that Okay. My hot take is I would say maybe skip Star Wars. It is a good comic book. It is. I it is you should read it at some point. If okay. you were trying to speed run to get current, I think you can skip it. You're cutting out like 75 comic book issues that way and the 2020 series does not rely on it in the same way that Dr. Afro relies on its previous story. Okay. This yeah, is that my, makes so, sense. I'm interested to hear what Caleb thinks, but that is my hot take because otherwise you are going to be spending a long time getting up to where you would want to be. 
I, I'm not saying don't read it. Just maybe go back and read it later. Like, my God, that is a hot take. My my initial gut reaction is like, oh, you should probably just you know, read all Star Wars, then go back and read all of Vader. But now that you're saying that you need to, like, suggesting to cut Star Wars out, like, gut reaction, like, the, like is no, don't do that. But now that you justify it, for like a better term, you're right. I think you can probably put that on a back burner. It's a really great series, but it, you know, really develops the whole Le uh, Leia, Luke, and Han, you know, trifecta and like their character arcs and their character stories together. And then, you know, when Vader, then Star Wars 2020 comes out, you know, in post uh, Empire, well, one of those two is kind of out. So, like, it maybe feels a little better because the first couple issues they're really dealing with the loss of Han and then having Lando trying to step up. But you can immediately just go into 2020 series. Um, I'm trying to think uh, if there's really anything like honestly the uh, the Lando one shot that you've already read the uh, miniseries there already is kind of like the perfect lead into the 2020 Star Wars series. So, so if you, uh -huh. since you've already done that, you can probably just go straight into the uh, Lando series. Like there's some are straight in the Lando series. It's Star Wars 2020 series. It's Lando's kind of like one of the main players there. I feel like you do need to read that um through and maybe you could do to the opposite and maybe not pick up vader like vader has some really really good arcs but you know with you know war of the bounty hunter and you know crimson rain and crimson uh, dawn like those are a lot of like very interconnectedness so it almost feels like you just have to read it chronologically like just go by and see whatever yeah. when it was all published like that's one way of doing it i would like not to step on your toes you know jacob you're the one with the actual mm -hmm. list but i feel like it might be better just to pick one series read it all the way through to current standing okay i like yeah. i like the idea and also it's a relief to be honest uh mm -hmm. i mean right, it literally does half issues. the amount of issues that yeah. you have to read to get to 2020 okay. yeah because okay. yeah it's 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 like afra vader and the crossovers together uh, is going to put you at around 70 issues. Okay. Mm. So 40 issues of Afra, a couple um, annuals, 25 issues of Vader, and then a few more issues with like crossovers. It'll be around 70. Yeah. So yeah, Caleb was getting into a little bit of 2020 recommendations. I, well, hold I on. Have thoughts. Okay. Real quick. Right, sorry. I just yeah. to the previous series. I will also highly recommend the Afro series a lot, the uh, 2016, 2017 Afro series, mm -hmm. if only because like Star Wars is the 15 series is really good, but it is, I don't know, for like a better term, generic Star Wars. You get very classic Star Wars. You know, they shoot a lot of stormtroopers. They blow up a lot of TIE fighters, fight a lot of Empire. The Afro series, see, they do some really wacky stuff. They do like a, a giant, you know, high you know, hope cuisine, like huge, uh, like uh, art auction sort of uh, mini series. There's one oh. about her escaping up a uh, giant um, uh, floating uh, like imperial prison. There's one that where she's uh, essentially on like a weird, like essentially camp doing running man game show, almost like running from a law on a, you know, cyberpunk planet where, as people are watching her on the hollow net. It's crazy. Okay. Like Pafra I mean, has if really great standout moments. Afro definitely has a, a higher 
concentration of wackiness, if that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Star Wars does have some crazy wackiness too, as we get uh, Yoda in a flashback arc oh. where he deals with basically Lord of the Flies. If Lord of the Flies was set on a force sensitive crystal planet, it's weird, or like crystal mountain planet. Uh, and then the last arc deals with a sentient rock monster mm-hmm. creature planet. So there's okay. some craziness that happens in those two. But anyways, that, yeah, I think cutting Star Wars 2015 or at least saving it for later um, is my recommendation for the first half. And bringing us to 2020. 2020 is built of four ongoing arcs. There is Bounty Hunters. There is Darth Vader. There is Star Wars, and there is Doctor Afro again. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we are what almost 30, forty. We're, we're like thirty-five ish issues into all these series. Um, I recommend you try the first two arcs of all of them. That's going to be somewhere between twelve to like four, 13 issues, depending on what series. Basically, I read all of them up to War of the Bounty Hunters and kind of get a feel for what you like, what you don't like. Um, and I, I will say, I think this is some of the best, unfortunately, some of the best of Vader. I think Vader kind of takes a dip after this point. And I think this is the worst of bounty hunters. Bounty hunters get significantly better over time. So, you know, things to keep in mind as you're kind of decide figuring out what is like really hitting you and what's not. Um, so you're going to read this, this chunk, you know, of 10 to 13 ish issues for four series till you get to war of the bounty hunters. Okay. War of the Bounty Hunters is a very involved crossover. Um, like Civil I would recommend level. It's a lot. It's uh, kind of I lot. would recommend checking. I have a plug. Uh, I have a very good. Uh, I would say uh, read through uh, on the UTE website. You can go to like search like War of the Bounty Hunters guide, and it gives you a few different options of how you might want to tackle it. Um, a full like here is everything uh, list in order. Um, or vaguely in order. There's a, like I, I stuck with publishing order and made a few tweaks where I think they kind of should have clearly had things shift around, but nothing too major. And then a slightly condensed order, uh, which I basically kept it to. Here's the mini series. Here's the one shots. Here I think are the key issues that you should really add to your experience. Okay. You can kind of pick what you like. This might be a, a time where you're starting to realize, hey, I want to maybe focus more on, you know, Star Wars. I want to focus more on Afro. I want to focus more on some of these, like one or two issues. And you might read all of that. Uh, but, you know, it's up to you. Uh, so you're going to go through War of the Bounty Hunters. When you get to Crimson, so it's War of the Bounty Hunters, then like a couple issues interspersed between all the runs, and then Crimson Rain. Crimson Rain is another event, but both that and Hidden Empire, which comes after, are less involved. So okay. it's not like it's more like there's an event that affects the galaxy and every comic run is going to feel the effects, but they're not coming to one location to like duke mm-hmm. it out with each other. OK, there's still so, a lot of crossovers. I'm trying to and slowly picking through like my, my version of what you did for War of the Bounty Hunters, which is a great mm-hmm. write up. But essentially for like the three Crimson Rain, the three like those two series. Lot. And it's a lot like I thought, oh, this would be so easy. But then when I read through, it's like, well, that's a reference to Bounty Hunters and about in order to yeah. get caught on Bounty Hunters. You also have to read Afra, And that's another Af- reference to that. Like, oh, boy, it's like it's certainly ambitious and it's really neat and it rewards you the reader if you're the sort of person has read everything 
I don't mm -hmm. think it punishes you for not being that person, but it, you know, it definitely rewards you for a lot of right. uh, people, for a lot of very uh, niddly diddly sort of um, getting down into it. Oh, hey, look, there's the, uh, there's the <laughs> how to read War of the Bounty yeah. Hunters. Yeah, um, somebody really handsome wrote a How to Read War of the Bounty Hunters guide on um, on utini.com. So I'm going to use that. It's interesting that you bring that up uh, regarding War of the Bounty Hunters because it does sound Civil War-y in the, in the sense that like that's kind of how I read Civil War in the Marvel Universe mm -hmm. um, was found a guide that was like, hey, this is what you really need to read or this is what I recommend you read. And I read it that way. And since then, I've gone back and read, oh, this is this person's like I think like everybody and their mother has a tie in to yep. uh civil war but i made sure to read like iron man's captain america spider-man's and like the overall event issue mm -hmm. uh, book so mm -hmm. i think that's that, that I'm, I'm excited I, I actually have already read like the first i don't know eight or nine issues of vader 2015 so i'm mm -hmm. probably just going to finish that uh mm -hmm. yep. and then move into afra um because Good. they're basically i mean vader is like afra and, point five, and it's the same writer for the first part there so yeah. absolutely yep. Kieran Gillen, yeah. I mean, it's really good. I'm vibing with the whole mm -hmm. uh, Vader 2015 already. So Gil um, Gillen might go down as one of this era's best comic writers. Like when we were in the break, I went through and read his uh his our flagship ones. Was it uh Wicked and Divine, which was pretty good, very very interesting, and then also Die, which I think was a masterpiece, if okay. only because it's about Dungeons and Dragons essentially. <laughs> And like I really bit into that really hard. It's great. I uh I need to read that because anything D and D I'm a sucker for. I'm the guy in the D and D group that will um play a whole campaign and then not play again for three to four years and mm. then suddenly become completely addicted and then play a whole other campaign and not play again for another three to four years. Um, that's fair. So I finished my campaign. Uh, recently so that's where i'm at in that arc, <laughs> in that cycle so, um, so we'll loop back in a couple of years yeah we'll come, we'll come back but i am i i love like i still love watching like uh i can't i can't really watch all of critical role because it's like so impossible and i love them so much but i do watch like the Alexandria unlimited stuff because it's so bite-sized in comparison mm -hmm. so, and you can, um, and that one you can actually put it on like two times speed because you know they talk yeah. a little slow and have so many interruptions well, yeah, so the Critical Role, actually, the way that I watched, because uh, I, it's, you know, it feels useless to a certain extent because I watched the first, like, 60 episodes of uh, Vox Machina, and then basically where I left off is where the show left off, mm -hmm. and I was like, huh, <laughs> could have just waited and watched the TV show, uh, but I watched all of that in pod, watched, I listened to all of that in podcast form, like, at the gym on, like, two times speed, because they do talk pretty slow, and, and get interrupted quite a bit so um no i'm excited uh this whole i appreciate it and i'm glad you're going to post this in the in the slack because i wasn't taking mm -hmm. notes um oh, but yeah. to be honest it's I, it, I know like i'm going to be using the utini timeline a lot uh mm -hmm. because the ability to follow comic books i find to be a completely separate skill than to fo follow the timeline of a lot of other stuff because comic books yeah. are so iterative and they're like arcs and all the different fronts the and stuff like that the past couple issues like the uh, for like some of the mainline stuff like post empire or sorry yeah, post hidden empire has been a little all over the place timeline wise because yeah. like you it's it seems like all of them are doing again like a similar thing of like two to three issues to kind of like b put the gap between 
the end of Hidden Empire and the start of Dark Droids, which we'll get to eventually. Um, and like, so, okay. Luke went to Dr. Afra, and they mm-hmm. both had an adventure. And then Dr. Afra went into Vader and they both have an invent had an adventure okay. except. So it was like timeline wise. I think the way it worked was like the Afra issues with the adventure of the two of Luke and Afra came first. And then there was a couple star Wars issues after that. And then the Vader crossover with Afra kind of maybe overlapped with the star Wars. It was a, but like, they were not released that way. It was kind of confusing. <laughs> I mean, like, it didn't really matter. You just kind of, it's kind of like, I feel like Star Wars fans have a bit more of a stickler for like timeline stuff, where it's like Marvel will be like, oh yeah, like in this big event, we just like killed Bruce Banner, but Bruce Banner is like not even like around in his own series right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was Civil War Two. It was like, they're like, yeah, we oh. killed Bruce Banner, the Hulk, and then we're like, Bruce Banner has not been Hulk for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and you know what? It's interesting, too, because I've been doing a lot of research and falling down the YouTube rabbit hole for uh, the DC universe, and it mm-hmm. feels like they're even less married to timelines oh. and stuff like that. It's just like, hey, we wrote a cool book. Here it is. There you go. And, I mean, there's a lot of different – and, of course, a lot of different uh, comics, mm-hmm. publishing entities well. go through the, the like, oh, we're going to rehash origin stories and stuff like that. I will say that one thing is cool about DC, like, against what I just said almost, is, like, everybody kind of agrees that Batman Year One is, like, his origin story. And that's mm-hmm. what we're sticking with, at least for the foreseeable future. They even at read his in, art and stuff like that. At least until someone has a better idea. But, you know, with DC, at least their their fingers always over the uh, big old reset button there. So, that, oh, yeah. you know. But it was so weird because it hadn't been for so long. Like you yeah. had like crisis in like what, like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it was perfectly fine until like 2011. And they're like, mm, beep, blow it beep, up. Beep, and then like yeah. a couple beep, years later, beep, like beep, beep. that was a bad idea. We're blowing it up again. <laughs> uh yeah it's i think think they're gearing up for another one aren't they right i fell off a couple years ago yeah i mean movies like that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) but like yeah i i I was a a pretty heavy rebirth reader and then uh i i fell off basically around the time bendis came over and like took away what was i think one of the best superman runs of all time that sucks to hear because i love bendis in marvel Uh, like yeah i don't know i i i don't honestly like i didn't read enough of it to like have an opinion on what he did but like he came in and they're like we're going to give you everything superman and there were like some pretty good runs going on at the time i was like oh okay and and, like they immediately like the first thing he did was like hey john kent this character you love i'm going to yeet him into space (laughs) with uh with a jor-el who's you know somehow alive and i'm like oh so okay. my like, best my best friend ricky uh and he may listen to this so hi ricky but he sends me and he knows that this is the relationship he sends mm-hmm. me an exorbitant amount of recommendations with the faith that actually eventually i typically get to them like okay. he's been telling me to watch and read one piece for i mean a decade basically and finally mm-hmm. i started like a year ago um he's been telling me to get into batman for forever and he was like when you read just start with the new 52 court of owls it's right at the beginning it's super good so i'm doing that too and uh i actually just texted him the other day as far uh because he's my dc buddy like he uses my marvel and i use his dc um allegedly don't don't prosecute me um 
And uh, <laughs> so he he was uh, I, I asked him when I was reading Batman, I was like, oh, OK, cool. And then I randomly saw someone post something about Blue Beetle and the movie coming out. And after that, and I texted him, hey, is this the first movie in the new DC universe? And he was like, uh, to the effect of like, I don't know, but I don't think it's James Gunn in the universe. And it's like. I can't under I can't wrap my head around the D- DC's execution of their setting up their new cinematic universe that they're resetting for the 700th time and rebooting and they announced it so in the future and then keep releasing movies that don't pertain to it that I'm like I don't know do I want to go see I want to go see Blue Beetle it looks really good but like does it matter probably not uh, it's I don't know it marvel i blame marvel the like, yeah the, like the 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 like uh shot from like 2012 or whatever 2013 of like here's our next seven years of movies has i feel like has ruined every like they yeah. pulled it off like it's like pretty close to what they ended up happening but like yeah everyone's like that yeah, okay well that made them like a grillion dollars what if we did that and it just it yeah it takes you, you have so to be much to do that it's a machine, and if you do yeah. not stick to the machine, you're going to suddenly be rebooting yourself every five years and mm-hmm. sign on actors and then not actually use them. It's a, yeah, it's a mess. Well, even the actors in Marvel, like it's it's such a machine that the actors in Marvel come in, do reads, and they're like, I don't know what movie I just shot. Uh, I don't yeah. know who I was talking to. They just told me to deliver a line, and if I did it wrong, they would say, be meaner, and they would do it. Like, uh, when Captain Marvel, when uh, Brie Larson was brought on for Captain Marvel, she had to shoot, like, three different movies at the same time because Captain Marvel was so integral to the whole Infinity Saga that, like, she was like, I don't even know what movie I just shot. I just know that they needed me to be angry in this one, so... <laughs> Or like their their contracts would be like you sign on for five movies over the next ten years, and we're not going to tell you what they are because we don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, like, we oh. don't know yet, and we don't know when they are. Hopefully, your schedule fits. Yeah. So, but, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so back to comics. I appreciate the recommendations, guys. I'm really excited. Like oh, yeah. I said, I'm going to finish Vader 15. I'm going to move into Afra, uh, and then we'll see where I am there. And I'm skipping Star Wars because why would you read Star Wars if you want to get into Star Wars comics? Lame. Lame. Exactly. Yeah, no. Like everyone knows, Luke is the most overrated character ever in Star Wars. Uh, and like, and honestly, like the first, the first, or no, not the first arc. The second arc gives Han Solo a lightsaber. Like, what kind of non-canon BS is this? Like, what are they doing? There's a there's a hut that walks. <laughs> oh yeah, he has abs. It's gross. No, no, a- no, no. Abs Gra- like, that was Gra- well, yes, Grack is the hut. That was later. Yeah, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about Gregus. You're thinking of uh Boku. Boku the Hut. Yes, Abs the Hut. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll meet him eventually. Okay. Yeah, he's shredded. Yep. It's ridiculous. Well, I am excited. I read the first like couple episodes or I always say episodes when I'm talking about comics. I read the first couple issues of Star Wars and it was good. I like the art. Yeah. Like the art was good. It's it's fun to see Luke in his yellow uh jacket, but you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, read the first couple arcs. There's a couple of highlights, but you catch back on it when you got time. Yeah, I uh, I mentioned it in my video I made about the uh, uh, Foundational Five of Comics, you teeny Foundational Five mm-hmm. of Comics, and we bring up Star Wars and that. And um, the art's really kind of the selling point on oh, that yeah. for me. Um, I forget his name. If somebody said it, I would know. But um, he describes it. The, the words he used were junk-like. And I was like, 
I remember making them a video being like, that's perfect. That's the perfect way to describe this art style. It's super cool. Um, but yeah, no. All right. Well, I appreciate the recommendations, guys. Uh, you guys want to talk about Vader, Black, White, and Red? John Cassidy. John Cassidy. John Cassidy. That was, was it. like John Cassidy. Uh, yes. I want to say like Kirkham or something like that. That's a writer. That's <laughs> like, uh, no. Uh, but yeah, Vader, Black, Right, White, and Red issue four. The last issue came out. Yes. This, yeah. This week as we're recording. So we get the, the finale of the Jason Aaron story. Yeah. And, you know. Maybe I was maybe I was Nostradamus with predicting that he, <laughs> that dude was definitely dead. You know, yeah. I don't know who I came up your, with. It. Yeah, I think your words were uh, he's very, very, very dead. And yeah. well, he's very, very dead. And exactly. uh, so good job. Good job. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Not hard to shut it, down for it. Part four out of four. So, yeah, uh, essentially. You know, to kind of give you a brief recap for those who uh, who weren't following along, Vader completes his revenge against the son of the man who made him. And yes, you called it. Uh, Sin gets killed by Vader. Uh, you know, um, pretty brutally. Like you know, he li- like essentially leaves him out for like these lava leeches to you know devour his body there. So very kind of almost poetic because that's what um, you know Sin tried to do to Vader when he shut him down. So you know, despite you know vader's nonchalance you know sin was like at the end was like you know yelling and shouting like i almost got you i came to closest do you think sin here the uh the us the 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 kid here actually had a shot do you think he was actually the closest we've seen to vader being taken down uh no he was was doing all right i mean like 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 a solid like seven out of ten i think I think I think the problem is we've had, especially like as like in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of people get to this point um, to like the like, oh, you know, it's like the, you know, the the uh, classic like villain hubris moment where they're like, I got you. And then he just like, and nope. now I'm going to uh, monologue. <laughs> yeah. So like it's hard. Like if, if this was curved, like if we were doing like like college curves, like he might like how it'd be the the bad situation if he scores very well but everyone scores very well so he kind of gets dragged back dragged back down to like a c yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly. um I, I i agree with that i loved the monologue i will say like the i am no man's son which if you're watching on yeah. youtube the Classic. panels up up on uh like up on screen right now i loved that uh I, he just seems super like like we always talk about vader being op that's how he felt like in a, in a really oh, yeah. cool way it, it, it is almost the, his line here almost feels like a reverse of what was it um from oh, the Rings, Lord Aowen, Rings. you know I'm, <laughs> like I i'm no man. man like i'm no man's son just kind of like a like, like it, yes it, that is literally correct like <laughs> and it, t- it took me a second like oh yeah i guess he didn't have a daddy that is kind of how that happened so as i as i read this i was like holy crap is all of this stemmed from anakin skywalker having some serious daddy issues and then and then the one father figure he had the first one at least being killed like yeah. within a month Five of meeting second. him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe we just, I think we just figured it out guys. Someone call Freddie Prince jr. Tell him we fig- we actually <laughs> figured out star Wars. Yeah. We, we, right. we have it on lock. Is it bad that when I, when I saw you post this panel in Slack earlier today, the only thing I could think of was like the crab rave. no it's not bad i get it it's good it's good yeah yeah Um, so he gets like picked apart by these things it's wild it's 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 pretty it's pretty classic vader pretty pretty 
brutal there. So just as uh, Jacob said, you know, really no survival for him. So, all right. But we do got two other stories to jump into. Uh, next one here is The Inhabitant by Steve Orlando and Paul Davidson. Um, Vader must purge a micro hive mind from his system before it destroys his body. Uh, how do you guys feel about this one? This was kind of interesting. Like he goes to like nearly abandoned planet and like the vast majority of it is him just like sitting in a back to tank as he, uh, as this virus tries to take over his brain and like eat him out from the inside there. Certainly my favorite art of the entire issue. Mm, there's some really yeah. good moments in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to throw a lot of the panels on screen or at least some of my favorites as we talk about it. So, um, but I loved the, the dichotomy oh excuse me i love the dichotomy of oh, like the... oh we're sitting in a back to tank but also fighting for our lives at the same time um super good uh i thought i don't think like I, I don't know what it is about vader black white and red but we tend to like dreams and like dream states i think mm -hmm. already like we've got we had the fever dream uh and then the we also had yep and then we also had this um the, yeah. the peach one this one it it was like a kind of like a, a a more nefarious version of like um the superman for the man who has everything you know what i'm talking about mm, like it yeah. was a you know it was a jlu uh well it was a comic book first and then it was like a justin league unlimited arc where it's like he has like the little thing strapped to his chest and it's like keeping him locked in with this like yeah this like dream except for the, the thing that vader's locked in here is um you know someone trying to kill him i i think it does kind of fall into the trap of like vader wins because vader strong and vader mad yeah. uh it's like yeah it's, i was like yeah i mean like i can like understand like him being to able to like expel the uh this like microbe out of him and and winning in that sense but then it's like now he's like i'm going to you, you cover the planet i'm going to go take you down i'm like oh okay all right Yep. So um, the representation of him beating the bi the biome uh, was interesting. I like the way you brought that up because in my head, I was like, this whole scene, theoretically, and of course we're telling a story here, so we got to make it cooler. Mm -hmm. um, theoretically, could have been uh, like three panels of him in a back to tank using the force to extricate this thing from his body, which to be fair, we kind of get at the end. Uh, mm -hmm. We just get a really cool story. But the fact that, like, if, if we look at it, he gets into a huge fight and ends up doing this. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty cool to see the physical representation of a conflict that was mostly mental. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, overall, I think it was, like, super solid. Yeah, and, like, I think some of the best art of, which is crazy to say because we've had so many great examples throughout these past four issues. Um, Outstanding. Yeah. 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 Like, I do feel like it can't play this into the themes we talked about of like, you know, this you know organism was like, I've infected your body here, so I'm going to destroy your body. Again, not knowing that he, you know, is like super powerful in the force. So it's again, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a kind of a fun uh, dynamic of that of seeing someone who thinks, oh, I've gotten Vader beat here, but no, so much, no such luck. One thing I did also like is at the very end, like he sends his purge troopers down, but he sent him down with like Bacta. 
know, the great healing solution and just like douse the entire planet and back to, to disinfect the entire thing. It's like it's like when you hit the zombie with like a healing potion in an RPG. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, you know, in the very last panel, it shows like the, the stormtroopers out there with these huge like, you know, 40k looking like, you know, tanks on the back, just like, you know, you know lawn carrying the, away the entire uh, planet side. And I thought that was a really fun, like, you know, um, like image of the 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 troopers with the big tanks there do you think that every time anakin darth vader person sits in the back of the tank he thinks about how this is the one thing that could have given him uh that father figure because qui-gon probably would have survived because like didn't qui-gon didn't qui-gon miss back to the, where did i see this i just saw this the other day for the first time but i'm probably sort uh citing someone else's uh uh content but uh, they were like, yeah, didn't Qui-Gon miss Bacta by like 30 minutes? I don't know. Like I, like Bacta and it's like and it's like where where it shows up in the timeline is always weird because in KOTOR, the first one, you had like a weird side mission with like Colto, which is like proto Bacta. Mm-hmm. But then in the High Republic, in the yeah, first High Republic book, has Bacta. They, they very specifically said like right, we gotta right, keep right, this right, planet right. alive because it's the only place that's growing Bacta right now. New miracle drug. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Hetzel's Hetzel grown part back to. Um, I think. I think in Legends, I don't know how far back it goes. I know, like, it feel like in some of the like pre Phantom Menace comics, it feels like back to still like maybe it's common ish, but like the resources needed to produce it are like are like very like protected and sought after. Mm-hmm. It's like the Stark hyperspace war. I think they like go into like production of Bacta and stuff like that. I think something. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah. It's like the side mission that Quinlan and his master go on. Mm, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Sorry, so, well, that was a terrible point to make. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's interesting, but well, we, we love going off on tangents about timelines here. Uh, I will say this is this is not the first time in Star Wars. Well, canon this is probably not canon, but not the first time in modern Star Wars comics that we've seen a planet-wide organism uh for star wars uh, 2020 issue number 20 uh luke falls onto a mushroom planet and it's a very it's like one of the best issues we've had the past couple years uh he gets high uh off of the mushroom planet and uh hallucinates elzar man uh it's really yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy good. It's it's really interesting. It's kind of like a one-off issue as well, so you can just pop it in mm-hmm. anywhere else. All oh right, and, uh, that's where he that's where he gets one of the uh, ancient Jedi texts, or sorry, the sacred Jedi texts. So you know, sacred Jedi know. texts. All right, so, well that's cool. from Elzar Man all the way to Ray. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, that's and then we got the very last one here: uh, the Return to Hoth by frank terry and uh danny earls um this time vader is returning to hoth to follow up on a destroyed probe droid only to wind up uh, fending off uh, a giant pack of wampas as they try to crush him um yeah another like, really good one I, I, I kind of like the uh dynamic it's almost like you know me, you know, like those old stories of man versus the uh environment you know like you know mm-hmm. like when you old stories of like what jack frost not mark jack lemon you know of like you know the man going into the yukon to mine for gold but has uh, to like you know fight off the the uh the elements there i think this is just the plot of the revenant i'm not really sure i've not seen that movie that's, <laughs> no, that's, yeah. or uh hatchet that was a a man versus nature exactly it's one of those ones except half man half 
force-powered rage Sith Lord versus giant fuzzy creatures. This was... I... I don't know if this did much for me, to be honest. Um, it was, like, yeah. visually cool to see. And it's like, oh, man, Vader's, like, you know, he got, like, swiped by a Wampa. And it was, like, you know, a nice, like, inversion of where he normally finds himself. Where, like, he was, like... It did a good job of, like, portraying him, like, actually kind of, like, feeling like he was in danger. And, like, seemingly a bit worried. Uh, which you don't normally get from him. Even yeah. when, like, he is on the back foot. So that was kind of cool. Um, but it's just, like especially like reading like this on my phone, it was the kind of thing where I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It kind of just, maybe if I, maybe if I read this like a hard copy, it would, I'd have a better experience, but just kind of like, I was able to like flip through it really quick. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, not yeah. that like, much happens. Yeah. Two things. One, I'd want to go back. It's Jack London. That was the writer I was thinking uh -huh. about. I just want to make sure in case okay. my, you know, my lit professor ever reads this. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> Two, I do kind of, it, it definitely felt like, oh man, you know, like, you know, like in this, in this, this very issue, we saw Vader almost get beaten by like a, a man deep from his past with his own shutdown codes and then uh, in a planet-wide amoeboy that, that infiltrated his system. And then a one-armed Wampa almost wrecked him and snuck up on Vader. It's like, I've, like, and then he had to like run away and hide in a tank a little bit, you know, because, you know, he needed to get out of cold. It definitely felt like this is like maybe the weakest we've seen Vader in these like nine or so, like 10 or so stories that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I, I think the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say real quick, I agree. Uh, the art even didn't really do much for me. The panel that I had up on screen, I'll go ahead and throw back up. This is my favorite from the entire issue. Oh, it's uh, great. But to Jacob's point, as I was reading it, so as I read these comics, I, I'm on my iPad and I screenshot the panels that we want to pull and throw on the show. And I finished the comic and realized I'd only really screenshot this one. And I was mm -hmm. like, huh, okay. So for me, like that's kind of a litmus test of like, oh, was the art like super mm -hmm. up there for me? And I ended up reading most of it without uh, screenshotting any more panels. But I like this one. I like this one. This yeah, this one's like the sky is gorgeous. Um, yeah. I, the one thing I did really enjoy from the story is like his interaction with like the officer or whatever. He like at the beginning <laughs> of the, issue, the officer's like, Vader, there's a probe door that went missing. It's probably no big deal. We'll just like dispatch a unit, but we're just letting you know. He's like, no, I'll handle it. And then he, you know, promptly gets wrecked by a couple wampas. And, you know, he like gets back and like the the officer's so apologetic and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, is kind of like he doesn't do it, but it is kind of like an I told you so moment to Vader. Which, you know, normally we only see, like, the Emperor doing that. And Vader, you know, just classic takes him out. And it's like, oh. He kind of does, I told you so, a little bit. Right? Uh, His uh, last few words are like, I did say, or I did uh, warn okay. you. <laughs> and, like, Vader was obviously not in a good mood. Not like, no, like he's ever yeah. in a happy mood. But I think he was in a really bad, really dark place there, even worse. Like, I <laughs> can't believe these one-armed, like, wampas almost took me out. Now... Speaking of one-armed wampas and all like that, this is a weird poll here, but while I was reading this, I couldn't help but think of the hunt level. Do you remember the very first Battlefield 2 one, like for PlayStation 2? Or, oh, that, yeah, there Battlefront, was, where, where yeah. you could like play as like creatures and stuff like that? Yeah, there's hunt modes on certain maps, like we have one, we could play Jawas versus Stormtroop, our you know, Tuscans, our Gungans versus Droids, but on the Hoth map, you could play uh, wampas versus rebels. That's, uh, so like you know one team would be cool. a bunch of rebels with all the blasters and then the air one was these the wampas who would come out and like one shot every soldier that they came across it was i remember that being a lot of fun 
I like I like that I like that reference. I hadn't thought about that game mode since the last time I played it. So I mean the the like let's be real. If you're if you're booting up the OG Battlefront two, you're playing Assault on most Eisley. Like that's well, yeah, of all the heroes. Most Eisley. Yes. Also, just you're playing through five hundred first. Like yeah, that's yeah. yeah. God, that uh, I, have you seen the memes uh, about that where it's like um, my mom and dad are in bed and meanwhile I'm in the basement getting taught about the, the atrocities of war by the 501st Legion. You know, you know being, being, being an eight-year-old on Christmas Day, you know, we all knew what we were doing when we walked to the Jedi temple. Like, oh boy. Like, I'm not going yeah. to be the same after this. No. You know? <laughs> My my yeah my big things for Battlefront Two was yeah was assault on the most Eisley uh, level mm-hmm. so you can play as all the the uh, cool like heroes and my favorite thing was or one of the fun things I loved doing was sh- doing Chewy with like the remote control rocket uh, <laughs> and like sitting far away and shooting it and piloting it through the cantina like I like oh. sit like half an hour trying to get that that down uh, and then the other thing was playing uh, in the space battles except for not actually doing a space battle i would just take like the like shuttle or whatever troop transport because mm-hmm. it would become a mobile spawning point so you could just fly that yeah go to the enemy capital ship land it and then continually spawn characters with the time bombs and just chuck them on all their like uh internal components uh, so yep. you know i remember that the 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 map that i played the most of was definitely Kashyyyk because my brothers and I would all try to be mm. whichever Mandalorian, I think it was Janko, yeah, you could play yeah. as on that map. And you could just, and we would just platform hop all the time. And we would try <laughs> to like, we, it was like, uh, we were trying to do like trick shots and stuff like that um, while I just, still flying around and stuff. I just love that that was such like a large map. And like on the, the like Republic side, you had like the big base. So you could just like stand up there with a the sniper and just pop them as they're coming across the beach yeah no it felt like the movie like it felt like pretty cool yeah there's Um, a lot what a game great maps like oh man i'm trying to think you know there's a galactic conquest mode too where you could have like two people against each other like on a giant almost risk board like conquering systems yeah uh funny you mentioned i was battlefield was battlefield i would say battlefield battlefront 2 ahead of its time because you were you describing trying to fly the the remote control rocket through the Mm -hmm. the cantina you uh if that was nowadays you could just put podcast audio on top of that and put it on tiktok (laughs) so i think the game that that would bang yeah (laughs) that would do numbers yeah as exactly. yeah, as long as I get, as long as like the loop, the edit on the on the rocket is is looped well enough, I think it, I think it'll do pretty well. Exactly. Big fan, big fan of that game. Big fan of Vader, Vader Black, White, and Red. Issue four kind of brought. I think the the strongest of the stories, in my opinion, was the first one, the hard shutdown, the finality of that. Just seeing yeah. the finality. Um, mm-hmm. Jacob being Nostradamus and calling, you know, making you know that's such a hot take and getting it actually confirmed yeah. is pretty cool. If so, the cool thing with this now that this is over, if um, you know, we've had the single issues, I think I, we, I mentioned it on the first episode we were, where we talked about this, they are coming out with a treasury volume, mm, uh, yeah. which is a slightly larger format. Uh, I think hardback, uh, I don't think it's like a standard trade paperback, uh, it's a little bit more expensive, um, than your typical trade paperback, but they they did all of them for like the, the standard Marvel, what black, white, black, and right, blood. blood, yeah, um, yeah. so. I the I think the final order cutoff was just this past weekend for that because I saw it my my comic I love my comic book shop they every weekend or every Friday they're like here's the here's all the things coming up on order and I can you just on it's on a Facebook page and you just like like 
buy that for me like buy that for me oh, that's and that's so how like i get variants that way as long as they're not like an like a one to 25 variant or like an incentive mm -hmm. like i can just be like yeah i want that b variant yeah i want that one i want that <laughs> the, the really dangerous thing is like it's a facebook like yeah they post omnibuses in there so it's like Ooh. like hundred dollars gone <laughs> Oh my god! It's like uh, um, when when Amazon put buy with one click uh, on the yeah, Kindle no, store. It, oh yeah. boy, that was bad for me. That was bad. But hey, I get like a discount, so it's all right. You know, ten okay. percent or ten dollars off every hundred dollars spent. I think is what it works out to be. So yeah, okay. That's, I got about ten percent. Just off. think of all that money you're saving with that. Yeah, I save so much money by spending so much more money. Exactly. I've learned in the last couple episodes that Caleb doesn't like sales because <laughs> between prime day and your, your $10 <laughs> off a hundred, he was like, think of all the money you're saving. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb is not a fan of the fallacy yeah. of saving money. Caleb, how many, how many, how uh, many D D books did you end up getting for prime day? I don't think, I don't know if we ever followed back up on that. Zero. Oh, wow. zero. Really? Yes. I'm apparently I'm the anti-consumerist of this uh, group here. Apparently. Like, I, yeah. I'm, I looked at them and I'm like, but these are books I won't actually read, though. So yeah. I they also would look good on a shelf, but yeah, zero. Like that's me, Caleb, the anti-consumerist. I'm like, as <laughs> I'm the the opposite to Eric on the uh, Living Force. He's Mister. Yeah, buy all the Funkos. I'm like Funkos are dumb. <laughs> He's like, I already spent my next look. three paychecks because, you know, that's, that's, that's what it I is. Feel like, I feel like Eric's even cooled down with him a little bit. At least, like, yeah. Toy Talk, like, the channel hasn't been too crazy. I, one, I'm, I'm going to loop this around to Star Wars comics, actually. Um, that, so, a while, I don't collect the vintage collection very much because there's just so mm. many of them. Yeah. Um, but I have the Afro one from a couple of years ago. And, like, you know, it's comics. I like it. I yeah, bought yeah. it on sale at one point. And they put out a, or they uh, announced a black chrysanthemum based on like the TV show, obviously. But okay. hey, it's like, hey, I'm counting that. They announced a vintage collection one for him a couple months ago. I'm like, oh, that's sick. I pre-ordered it. Well, then for Comic Con, they're like, there's another one. The 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 one that I already ordered is still not even like fr here from China yet. It's like you know, it's been months because Hasbro takes forever with like actually releasing things after mm -hmm. like they'll pre-order things a year in advance for just a basic Black Series figure sometimes. Yeah, even yeah, like the the uh, first Black Series Black Crescenton was that way. It was like yep. a year long pre-order. But anyways, they're like, her. yeah, and the first one looked awful too. Like, yeah. <laughs> but hey, anyways, they announced a new deluxe edition for San Diego Comic Con chrysanthemum vintage collection that was more money but it came with a super sick box and more accessories so i'm like mm. it comes with like a melu run and some guns it's like and that uh, it's like that trade the trade a keg or, or yeah it's a stein i'm like mm. so i was able to cancel my first one because it's still not here and i the the next one goes up on friday uh so i will be pre-ordering that so i can have my decked out black chrysanthemum and my dr afra chilling together congratulations that's gonna be Thank sick you. i saw when you posted that uh in toy talk today so if you haven't looked at that everybody go uh go look up the black <laughs> yeah. chrysanthemum if you haven't looked at this by the time you hear this podcast it's sold out yeah but check hasbro, hasbro pulse just in case you never know but the it's probably barrels gone. of recording in advance uh all right well i mean so there's just a couple of the things that we kind of got to get to there was also a one shot that came out um over the last couple weeks uh we had mando season two issue two we had hyperspace story six afro 34 was anything any of those things something that stuck out to you guys that you wanted to bring up any anything on 
after 34 is a pretty fun issue. I was kind of mentioning earlier, I think, that this is the last of the like Luke and Afra crossover. And it was a very okay. fun kind of like whenever they get together, it's a very fun time. You'll see it when you get to Screaming Citadel. It's like Afra's chaos mixed with like Luke being like um just like baby girl, like little you know, little innocent boy kid. Uh, it, it makes for fun times because she like, kind of like in, in around it takes advantage of him, but it's hilarious. Like it not it's not a perfect analogy, but because I'm going for rebels right now, it's almost like Hondo Anaka whenever he meets with uh with um with uh Ezra. It's that may not that exact sort of thing, but it's definitely like you know the the old wizard like you know I'm I'm like drifting three steps ahead of you versus the poor like one who's like I I don't even know what a poor grift is sort of uh dynamic. Yeah. Okay. And it also it has somehow Shock T, Ala Sakura, and Star Weird, which is a one-off crazy oh, reference book uh monster from like. 20 30 years ago so yeah it, it was it was like the only like cr20 like it, it was the, the the tricky enough monster that only like a literally a hot like a max level party had a chance of taking it out it was oh i remember reading that like several times like it's not anymore but that used to be one of our passwords like you know me and my brother had that as like one of our passwords because it's like oh man this is so cool and like wow was in i think the like it, it it seemed a little different from what i saw of like the old D D like reference guide but in the old version it was like incorporeal could like travel mm -hmm. through space time like attack just... you in hyperspace like it was a hyperspace yeah. like exclusive like creature so that's interesting i yeah, can't believe cool i'm still stuck on shock t like yeah that's awesome yeah, it's, one of like, my favorite, one of my it's funny because like whenever you see like this thing happens always when like there'll be like variant covers it'll be like it's an anniversary cover and we threw you know hondo on the cover and people were like is hondo in this comic book and it's like no have to explain what variant covers are and that you know what you see on the cover does not exactly correlate with what's inside it well then these came out and it's like shock t dr afro i'm like the heck is this <laughs> and it's like oh no she's actually in the comic book but that's yeah. that's super sick. That's super sick. She's one of my favorite was, prequel era Jedi. So that's that was definitely a highlight of the past two weeks for me. All right. Um, what I did? Uh, did you guys want to talk about real quick what our potential topic for next week is? I know my vote. But, but that was basically so we, we, have, just, we start alternating between two different topics on the show so yeah. so we have five issues coming out in the next window we have yoda number 10 i mean culminating yeah. that story so that's kind of cool but we have only talked about yoda and, and vader black white and red so far uh we have um hyperspace stories number seven i, I don't think any of us are reading that i'm trade waiting for that personally yeah yeah uh, star wars 37 the max reba one shot which could be fun Return okay. the big thing, uh, the day that this episode is coming out is Dark Droids is somehow out. I it came out of nowhere for me. Like we've we've known about it for a while, but just like I check I was checking my comic app the other day and I'm like, what's coming up in the next couple weeks? And then this was on there. I'm like, that's not right. No, no. But yeah, no, Dark Droids, new event comes out next week. Okay. That is it's tough because I don't think like I don't know if Parker has the context to read that. Also, I won't be here next week or next time. So, uh, 
you know, you might have to, we might have to be pulling in a guest, but I was going to say, yeah, we might have a guest. We might not. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll we might, see. We'll see. Well, we might do like a, we might, who knows what we'll do, but like it might, who knows? Like it might be fun to get Parker's like, yo, yo, drowning in the deep end with his, uh, with the toys. <laughs> number one, like I have no idea what context Chuck him is. In, Dude, I do that already. I'm over here trying to figure out when Bacta was invented. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, pro, I would guess probably Yoda or Dark Droids and or Dark Droids and you know maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do a couple maybe we'll do a little uh, episode recap on some of the Star Wars series you know we'll maybe see, a, we'll maybe a, a thirty second hot take on Max Rebo you never know we'll we'll let you know on on, on our social media and in Discord so yeah absolutely I th- I would say that the Discord's probably the best place to like hey what are you guys talking about this week so I can read it and we'll be like oh yeah we're talking about yeah utini.com slash discord and you yeah. can check that out exactly. exactly there's a cosmic force channel in there just make sure you react to it get that role mm-hmm. uh well guys i i really appreciate you uh you joining us this weekend that'll do it for this week's episode of the cosmic force do not forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on youtube where you can watch us every other wednesday we also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version of whatever podcast platform you listen to you can also follow us on twitter and tweet at the show at cosmic force show to stay informed about star wars comics happenings or follow the host individually i'm at parker kirk underscore caleb is at caleb laminac jacob is at jacob bosch i'm gonna go to show his twitter handle right there so you know how to spell it it's j-o-c j-a-c-o-b-b-o-u-s-h-h for reviews articles and news for the rest of the wide galaxy of star wars content be sure to visit utini.com we encourage you to join our utini discord community just like jacob jacob said earlier it's at utini.com slash discord and you can help us support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just five dollars a month a special thank you to brian dooley earl q carl sanders zach w michael fry and raymond bizenski on our jedi high council and james t ashley angles Fulton fife and chris carrizzo on our alliance high command for their amazing support thank you again to caleb and jacob for hosting with me and a special thanks to you our listeners for joining us we truly truly appreciate you caleb um the red sox are currently winning i want to say it's four six so (laughs) there's still a little bit of a ball game left now ain't there still a little bit left appreciate you watching guys thanks again for hosting with me and of course everybody may the force be with you